0: And and Randy, and Ren some electric guitar. Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. Hello, and welcome to episode 10 of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. I'm one of your hosts, Bryce Henderson. And today we'll be discussing Season 1, Episode 10 of Cory in the House, Beat the Press. Uh, And with me, as always, to discuss this schemer, Cory, is Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? It's going well,
1: Bryce. How are you?
0: Uh, I am, I'm not bad. You know, the the year keeps on uh, pushing forward. And uh, otherwise, I'm not bad. Right? Um... So, Corey, the one, the only Corey, um, what did we think of him in this episode, Ren?
1: I, okay. So, for our (laughs) listeners at home, this is episode 103 in the production order, which means it was the third script written, and I'm assuming the third episode shot. Yes. It is being aired, however, as the 10th episode. Mm-hmm. I really feel like if this episode aired third, it would have saved us a lot of heartache later on.
0: Yeah, I, I actually agree with that. Um it uh it, it I like the fact that it is the third episode in the production order because it feels like that's where this episode fits in. Yeah. Um cuz there's there's a few different nods and references to previously discussed things especially from the first and the second episode such as Corey's bobbleheads that there's um, also
1: a contradiction to last week's episode
0: there is yes uh and we'll get get to that soon as well um so it did feel like the third episode of the show them putting it in this 10th spot i don't quite know why they decided to move it maybe because they just felt it was a like a stronger episode they wanted to put towards the end um, it's Everybody loves Mina. Oh, so it was um, the first well, episode of the good, pilot. That was a good third. Yeah, it was because it introduced us to kind of the overarching conflict with Mina. But, oh, no, 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 that was the second one. Uh, introduced us to that overarching conflict with Mina, right? The third one, yeah. everyone loves Mina, is the um, naked climbing, is. <laughs> Yes, climbing on the ceiling. Um. Yeah, the, I mean. So, if you look at it, like, the structure of the show, from the pilot to learning about Mina to now this third episode. Now, there's um, there's one piece that I did feel belonged in, like, the 10th episode. What? And uh, so, it was, and we'll discuss it, obviously, more as we get into the, kind of, the description of the episode. But, uh, Newt and his, uh, his feeling, like, his opinions are never listened to
1: interesting
0: that felt very much so to me like something that belonged in this episode in episode 10 um because i feel like we've been building to it but um we will get to all of that uh in in but a moment and so uh this episode starts with uh samantha samuels introducing the president for the first breast uh press briefing that we see in cory in the house um so president martinez is getting up there and the first thing he does is he coughs um and then he announces that he has a tickle in his throat um, uh
1: to put it <laughs> lightly this press conference was a shit show
0: <laughs> it was i i mean due to the current state of the presidency in america i've seen some pretty terrible press conferences you, you are correct, Ren. This one was rough. It was definitely a shit show. Um, I don't quite know uh, if President Martinez could be trusted to give a good press briefing. And I also have to point out that this whole thing seemed to be put together by Samantha Samuels. Is her job the press secretary? Like, I, I'm confused about what her role is. It, does she play all the roles of the cabinet positions? Well... Victor said that her job is to embarrass the president. Yes, and that's that's really that's the only thing that is concrete about who she is. President Embarrasser. Samantha <laughs> Samuel. I want to talk about right. the
1: opportunity suit.
0: Yeah, oh, good. It's coming. So, uh, Victor and Corey are watching the press conference downstairs, and the president mentions. You know, uh, I'm sorry, Victor and Corey are watching the. Um, press conference downstairs and victor mentions that the president has had a cold and that's why he has said tickle in his throat and so victor's been preparing a a special tea for the president to drink Uh, in the white house there's a lot of people who work and have various jobs such as assisting the president bringing things to the president Um, probably someone is in a paid position to deliver tea to the president, correct. It was just very strange um, that Victor now relies on Corey to to do this, to go and interrupt the president um, during his press conference to deliver this tea. Now, if the if Victor knew that President Martinez had uh, a tickle in his throat, was uh, had a cold, why is it that Victor did not um, prepare the tea in advance? Because Samantha Samuels is so bad at her job, she didn't tell Victor until they were already at the press conference.
1: Or he had to find out
0: watching TV. Yeah, probably it was that. It was probably Victor was watching. It was like, oh, he just said he has a tickle. I got to make some tea. Um, So Victor relies on Corey to bring the tea uh, to the president. And Corey, his eyes light up. And that's when he he says, oh, I got to change. Because he's wearing this strange polo with like uh, stripes. It's kind of a, an odd outfit. So he goes and changes in a matter of seconds into the aforementioned opportunity suit. He's really good at quick changes. <laughs> he is. Ren, what do you have to say about Corey's opportunity suit?
1: Uh, green like money. Looking green.
0: slick. Yeah. Yeah, he, he uh, is I looking like very slick. His little badge. So that that badge, I, I noted the badge as well. Uh, I think it's just a, a picture of him. But uh, in one of the later scenes of this episode, he is randomly wearing the badge again. He's not wearing the <laughs> opportunity suit, but he is wearing the badge. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, and I, I questioned it, so I'll bring it up when it comes up. I, I just don't know why he was wearing it. Um, so... Corey grabs the tea, he leaves, and Victor's like, oh, the opportunity suit. Oh, the opportunity suit. And then he says it a third time, and it's on that third time he kind of realizes what Corey just did. Does he he say it a third
1: time? I thought he just says uh the
0: last time. Then it cut then like (laughs) hard cuts. Well, so he says it first when Corey comes out, he's like, Opportunity suit. And then Corey like grabs the tea and goes up, and then he says it twice. Um and he is yeah, that that cut into the credits is strange I don't know if it's Victor realizing like what Corey just did or if it's more it's just it's like the they need a the place house to cut and giving up <laughs> yeah. it, it, you don't end the scene on uh <laughs>
1: uh
0: they do they that's what they learned in their writing classes is that they can just end right then in there um uh yeah so it's kind of a strange opening and um you know, that, that's kind of that. Uh, we're in our intro. Uh, I looked up just a little bit of info on uh, Indira Gibson-Wilson, who is, that's the actress who plays uh, one Michelle Wallace, who is the, um, she represents the kind of like paparazzi side of the White House press. And uh, we see her a lot in this episode, and she is one of the, the many characters who will end up meeting in the press conference. Uh, what did you think of her performance here, Ren? It was
1: a uh, it was a big performance. Very and, big. I think she was. I think she was written this way and directed this way.
0: Yes, uh, like a live action cartoon character. Pretty um, much. Who, yeah, because she says everything really big, very animated. Um, but I feel like that almost seems to be a running theme with our like guest characters. In yes, these episodes, it is. they're all very cartoony, very drawn up. If they were Love a regular, that. they would be the most like annoying, unnerving character. But um, because we only get them for just an episode, they are mm-hmm. a little bit more tolerable. Um, so she, uh, I checked out her. She has a comedy reel on YouTube of all of her different comedy parts. Is this on? Um, up? she, uh. So she, um, this is on it. This did make the reel. it's three minutes and 41 seconds. Uh, her part in this episode did make the reel. Um, I wanted to discuss with you a couple of the clips that I saw there and, uh, see if, if you think that it's something that you would want to put in a comedy reel. Okay. So, uh, so one of them is, uh, I believe it's raising hope. Okay. okay. Um, and she is uh, a clerk at maybe like a DMV and uh, the two characters are at the counter and they're saying to her, Hey, uh, we need to get uh, like so-and-so's license uh, renewed. But, and she's like, okay, well, where is she? And they're like, Oh, well, uh, actually this person died. They fell in a pool and electrocuted themselves. They're dead. And then she slyly says, um, well, uh, I need to see them in person, and I guess the only way that that's going to happen is if you dig them on up and bring them to me. Uh, so that's that's the first scene in the comedy reel.
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't open with that.
0: I would not have used that as the opening either. I did not think it was very funny, and yeah, I I think that maybe one of the others uh, would have been good. Uh, so so another one she is on a um a like one of those dating uh, not dating but one of those like uh wedding love match shows where you and your partner like both answer questions correctly and your answers need to match and if they match you win money so she's on one of those playing a character on a show um and the question is uh that her and her husband get asked are if you had uh the dream amount of kids what would it be right and so the husband holds up four and then she says i said five because we have five what do you think about that one
1: some some bones there Uh, there's a joke in there (laughs) at least a little bit of humor
0: yeah uh, and then uh, the last one, not so much a scene, but the other thing I wanted to highlight. Uh, so in her role, and I believe the show is called Sam and Cat, which is a Nickelodeon spinoff of iCarly and maybe something else. I, I don't know. Um, but she was in that. And uh, from what I could gather, she adopted what looked to be a 30-year-old man in that show. And that's all I got. <laughs> well, I'd include that one. <laughs> yeah it was it was two clips the first one was her talking about how everything was awful until she found out she could adopt this 30 year old man and then um the other one is her like telling him that he's grounded or something and she's like i am your mother you cannot speak to me that way so um i could not find much on her she also has a podcast so uh crossover yeah, I'm thinking maybe we would want to invite her on to this one. However, I don't think we should let her listen to this episode. Um, no, if we I want will, her on our podcast. We'll say you can listen to any episode except for episode 10. <laughs> the <laughs> one where we specifically talk about her character. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she would have a lot of interest in, in listening to nine episodes of Cory in the House. That's uh, talk about nine episodes of Cory in the House in which she is not involved in any of them and one that's Um, a raven oh yeah that i'm sure she would tune into the that's a raven one as well um yeah that's what i got on her um she's definitely a big character in this episode and ren i was also thinking that you and I, i i don't know when this happens but i feel like we need to somehow rank the like supporting characters
1: i think we need a wider roster before we do that yeah, I so agree. maybe we, what, we need to do that.
0: Maybe what what we can do is if we make it to episode like not if we make it, but when we make it to episode say like fifteen, I think what we do is we um, set up a, a segment each week where it's like a tier, like okay. the tier list. And so we put the the guest star on that tier list. And so maybe episode fifteen or something, we can take take some time to sort out the characters we've already discussed, mm-hmm. um, and then as we go week to week, we can put them onto, put the new ones onto the the tier list to see where, like, which category they fit in. Alright, I'm into that. Do you think that's something that, that works? I think so. Because I, I think just... I feel, have enough character work by then. Yeah, because I, I think that there's there's enough... I don't want to forget, to be entirely honest, that's what this is. is I, I don't want to forget, like, these r- really strange one-off characters. Um, yeah. Such as... Yeah. yeah. All right, um, so that's that's our, our uh, like spotlight. And so now we are back to the episode. Uh, we end the credits and we're back at the press conference where the president is actively coughing his way through an answer. Um, and that's when we meet Michelle Wallace from Intense News. Um, I thought the use, because I, I didn't realize it till I saw it, um, but the use of the number 10, in intense news was pretty good
1: oh i didn't even notice that i just thought they were oh, yeah. just being jokey for just a weird recording the house joke
0: <laughs> yeah so that's that's what they were going for um i didn't realize it till later in the episode you see it on the like on one of the tvs or something and the number 10 is in the middle and i'm like oh that makes sense but um yeah when it said it doesn't land um all right, so uh, Michelle Wallace like grills President Martinez and says, oh, uh, tell us more about this nasty cough. He's like, oh, it's, it's not. It's just a tickle. And she's like, oh, uh, could it be the result of an attack on killer bees? And he's like, no. And she's like, oh, so you're saying that there are killer bees and that we are all at risk of being attacked by them. And he's like, yes, no, I don't know. Um, so he gets thrown off by that question.
1: So, the vibe I got as a viewer was that we are under attack by killer bees, and because of the way he <laughs> responded, it's definitely bad. Yeah, like, he, he would have not The
0: The 2020, um, like, killer hornets or whatever would have been very bad for him. It's his worst nightmare. He does not know how to possibly react or respond to an infestation of killer bees on America. Ugh... Um, He's such a bad president Ren he's awful this
1: this press conference has once again tanked his approval rating but we'll <laughs> get to
0: that because uh, and then Corey Cory pops up and uh, to bring the tea to the president and he does so not by like subtly handing it to him and then walking away but instead he gives it to the president the president leaves the stand yep walks away. <laughs> he can go do more important things like drink his tea off to the side and um Corey is right in the spotlight as michelle asks i'm sorry who are you uh cory's intro here cory explains himself as oh i'm a white house resident an american businessman i'm a scorpio and my passions are sushi and jazz So what I've (laughs) learned as an American viewer is that the president of the United
1: States has this child, uh, his White House (laughs) president, living with him, and his interests are the sensual sounds of jazz
0: and eating sushi. I thought it was so good. (laughs) And, uh, And of course... He mentions his bobblehead collection. Uh, not his collection, his bobblehead uh, product that That's he's been that working on. Yes, we haven't, as viewers, it's been, what, eight episodes since we've heard about Corey's bobblehead issue. Um, But, you know, in terms of when they filmed it, to, to Ren's point earlier, this was pretty consistent with what we had seen so far. If this were episode three, it would have really fit with the timeline. The bobblehead arc. Yes. Um. And so then it jump cuts to Victor uh, scolding Corey and saying, he says, your passion is sushi? Boy, you don't even like fish sticks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said the delivery was great on this This slide. is another reason why I'm so upset, like why I'm upset about this episode being placed here is, is mm-hmm. because it addressed a complaint we had early on, like from episode to episode, that Victor was barely a presence.
0: Yeah, yep, and here he is, he is present, he's, not only is he present, he's later involved in the scheme of this episode, which, from what we had seen so far, is something that he would have just, like, shut down right away. Um which, uh, sets precedence for when he sleeps in the Lincoln bedroom. Yeah, it does, it teaches us that he's, he's up to some shenanigans. Um, if Rand, nothing I,
1: else, I, at least the writers
0: internally were pacing things accordingly, it looks like. It was just, and then, and then... The big mouse went ahead and destroyed the uh, the thoughtfulness that went into the writing of Corey in the house, the <laughs> placement of episodes. Uh, this episode is really funny. I don't know if that's just me, if that was just the mood I was in when I watched it both times. But like, I think it's, it, it's very fun, funny. It's Ren. funny you say that because I had the exact same takeaway. Thinking, I I laughed a lot, but is
1: it just because of the mood I'm in, or
0: yeah? And it's um. I want to be clear. I don't think that plot wise it's a strong episode, but it, like that aside, I found that all of the jokes hit, not all of the jokes, but uh, most of the jokes hit more than they normally do.
1: Yeah. It, the show is batting a bit higher than usual.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a great way of putting it. Um, so uh, Victor is not happy that Corey was, was out there and claiming that that's uh. Who he is, and Corey says that he he advertises himself that way because it makes him more sophisticated. And um, Samantha tells him that he should have said nothing and reminds him that he lives in the White House and that press is everywhere. So that's kind of like our um, hint of this is what the lesson is gonna be, and Corey's gonna have to learn it the hard way. Relatable lesson, right? Yeah, oftentimes I Don't speak um, to the press. Yeah, I need to be reminded not to speak to the press. Um, And Samantha reminds um, Corey that on top of that, Michelle... uh, I I kept writing Michelle Williams. That's not her name. Michelle Wallace. 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 Um, (laughs) I wrote it all over... Is that a tennis player or something? I don't know who Michelle Williams is. Is it? Okay. And that's why it sounded so familiar to me. Um, So she... Uh, emphasizes that Michelle Wallace is one to look out for because she's going to twist words around to make it look like a crazy scandal no, and embarrass Michelle the Williams president. Michelle is not a tennis player. Who's Michelle Williams? Uh, I looked it up. She's an actress.
1: An actress? I she, think... Uh, she's, uh, been, uh, she's been nominated for four Academy Awards. Oh, we should know this. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't <it> good?
0: <laughs> Who's Michelle
1: Williams? Um, Let's see. She was in Shutter Island. Oz the Great and Powerful, The Greatest Showman, <laughs> and the superhero
0: film Venom. Alright, so I've seen Venom, I've seen The Greatest Showman, I've not seen the others. Uh Williams tennis player. Are you thinking yeah, so the Williams the Williams sisters are tennis players. Serena Williams. Serena Williams and uh, I think who's the other one? Is it Venus? Or is that made up too? Yeah, Venus and Serena are the tennis players. And Michelle. So, and Michelle, the, the triplet, the third lesser-talked-about Williams twin. All right, so just to get everything straight, uh, Michelle Williams, uh, actress. And then uh, Venus Williams and Serena Williams are tennis players. And Michelle Wallace is intense news reporter on Cory in the House. Yes. We good? Everything is scored away here. <laughs> Michelle Wallace is one to twist words um is like oh but i wouldn't fall for that and samantha's like oh but you would like you're not smarter than that um samantha she's done with this conversation she says let's stick a fork in it and call it done which is uh if you're cooking meat and you stick a fork in it that's not going to indicate if it's done just a heads up um it means you're gonna eat a bit more yeah (laughs) and then uh she so she leaves and Corey tries to say something and because uh, when she leaves she says, alright, Corey you will not, under any circumstances, talk to the press. And then she gets up and he's like, but and she's like, never. And then she walks out of the room. So she's out of the room and he, he's like, oh, but and she screams, I said never! Uh, we get a classic Corey dang and the scene ends. Um His catchphrases like are are real. I don't know if it's just early and we didn't even know. No, like we get dang. um, And we also get the coming daddy in this episode. So, you know, all these Corey lines to look out for. Uh, So scene three, um, Corey, it's, it's nighttime in the White House. Corey comes into the kitchen. He is wearing some really fresh blue pajamas that sport sheep on them. And uh, it's a matching top and bottom.
1: And Corey says Um, his classic catchphrase, Mr. President, what are you doing in
0: my kitchen in the middle of the night? (laughs) And I'm glad he he brings that up, because to be frank, what the hell is President Martinez doing in the the kitchen in the middle of the night? He's overstepping a
1: lot of boundaries. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like... (laughs) Because from what we understand about how the set works, this is literally their like. This is all that Victor and Corey have for their house. They have the it's kitchen and the living room. Yeah, and like that's that's what they got. And instead, the president is here in the middle of the night, uh, eating some soup. And the reason why is because he's lost the cough, but he now has the sniffles. So he, um, we get a very nasally. Version of the President of the United States.
1: This scene just solidified that as my least favorite gag in this show.
0: Yeah, because like if it were to ever work, it would have been in this scene. Yeah. Um, but it it's it's still not really funny. So he like says it nasally, and then Corey's like, "Oh, my grandma used to put hot sauce into my soup when I wasn't feeling well. So here's here's some hot sauce, and he you know pours some in." Pours a lot in, actually. Um, and I, I wrote, I'm surprised Corey doesn't try to get money from the president here. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes the president pay for a... The hot fantasy. sauce. Yeah, or like, I, I don't know. I pictured Corey like putting it in and then being like, oh, wait. Like he puts like a tiny bit in and the president sips it and is like, oh, this is good. And Corey's like, I could put more in for a price. <laughs> a a dollar, for, dollar per drop? Dollar, dollar per drop. Um, by the way, what do you think? Actually, so, um, does President Martinez know that Corey once sold people spots to take pictures of his daughter in the kitchen? <laughs> no. Okay. Anyway, uh, so Corey puts this hot sauce in, And I just feel like it it has to do with their dynamic. Uh, If he knew that, then it would probably change things. Um, Absolutely. So, so Cory puts uh, hot sauce in. He president eats it, stands up, and shouts, "Mama, say, mama, saw."
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a bizarre man! What a bizarre, disturbed man!
0: It's the middle of the night and the President of the United States is shouting Mama say Mama saw after drinking what was probably like a cup with like a little bit of soup and a heck of a lot of hot sauce. Imagine being
1: one of the other wards who lives in the house. (laughs) Randall Uh, in the house. (laughs) Catherine in the house.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So uh, we get... He now looks at the camera, and we get the proper. He tries it twice. He's like the pro, the pro, and then he's great. ready. The president of the United States, as the camera zooms in on him, and rounds uh, the, the audience, and Corey claps as well. Uh, so, in the context of the show, Corey's alone in the kitchen clapping as the president states his title in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> Victor's and in his that's, bedroom. <laughs> Pillows over his ears trying to sleep in tears. (laughs) He's like, he's like, why did my wife leave me to go to the UK? (laughs) Why did I leave the chill grill? He like, he, he owes the president, right? And that's why he ended up here, right? They did like a a bad deal and the president bought out the chill grill no no um, or- victor lost the chill girl
1: in a high stakes poker game the president. <laughs> and to keep his franchise the
0: president demanded that he be his <laughs> personal chef oh my god um all right so that's the end of that scene right so cory helps <laughs> out the president um and then scene four, I wish that I was lying here, but we opened with the DC three playing their their same song from last week in the courtyard, writing um, their same song from last week They're Yeah. So they're working on it. Um, after they perform it with Mina singing into a maraca, uh, Newt playing his, his guitar as usual. And then Corey, he does not using a drum kit. Uh, he's just playing two sticks together. Um, so it's the same song, and after that, Newt states, of the two songs we've, we've written, this is definitely in the top ten, and this is a contradiction, isn't it, Ren? That's right. They had three songs last week. So, is it, um, if if we don't know the production order, is it possible that they uh, had a shenanigan where they somehow collectively forgot one of their songs overnight? Uh, Here's the, they lose the rights to one of the songs. Yeah. Corey came in and said, I got a brand new song for you. You're all gonna love it. And it was Staying Alive by the uh, who was the B 52s. <laughs> Mina, being from Bahavia, had never heard it before. She compared it to uh, in a Yak. And uh, Newt then, uh, he's oblivious, so he thought it was a new song too. And they played it at the uh, Library and then they got a season to assist. Uh, cory in the freaking house um is that possible Ren? all that is it's not unrealistic <laughs> cory in the house Pretty sure i just wrote a, a, a 35th episode if um anyone wants to reboot it that's something they could do so um All right, Corey comes up with the idea that they should put this song on the internet. So they should make a video and put it on the internet. Um, Newt has an idea, and Corey. Well, so let's hear Newt's idea. Uh, Ren, are you ready for this? Because I did write it down word to word. I I felt like anything otherwise would do it uh, a disservice. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right, I'll try to do it in my best like Newt uh, impression. We'll see. I totally got it. No, I lost it. No, it's back. Okay, check it out. When we sing When A Star Falls from Out of the Blue, it's actually a spaceship. And two, no, three, aliens come out looking for funk. They dig a hole, but it's empty. They dance around a little bit. Then they realize that the funk was in their heart all along. What do you think? How'd I do, Ren?
1: You did great.
0: Yeah. Just Uh, like... uh, Oh, sorry. I was going to say you were clapping in the same way that Corey (laughs) clapped for the president in the middle of the night. Uh, My takeaway? Newt can do Abed,
1: but Abed can't do Newt.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I get get what you're saying. (laughs) I agree with that. I'm
1: glad. I'm really glad.
0: So, um... So Newt acknowledges that Corey and Mina hate all of his ideas because uh, Corey and Mina, they hear this idea and they think it's abysmal. To be frank, whenever someone proposes something that involves, they dig a hole, but it's empty. I got to ask some questions myself. Um, I. So, um, yeah, I've, I like I said, this aspect, like Newt now feeling like they never appreciate his ideas. Um, mm-hmm. Feels vindicated from the skiing episode to even like the school spirit episode where Corey and Mina kind of let Newt do his own thing with the chill zone What's or the point, yeah actually. with the chill zone. So like they never really fully embrace his ideas, and um, we get an example. So Corey's like, "Yeah, we do. Like we embrace your ideas. Last week when it was raining, you suggested we go inside." Um. But then we learned that Mina was the one who suggested it, and that Newt had actually suggested that they have a rainball fight. That was one of my favorite jokes <laughs> this episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I liked it as well. And um, something that's great about this episode is like Newt was more than just the uh, like the punchline. Like he is funny, but he his story, in, in a way, is kind of the B plot of this episode. But um, it they is, kind it of all back. It does, yeah. It all intersects back, so I didn't feel like it was a distinct A and B plot. But, um, like, he does have his moment here, and I, I think it's pretty great.
1: You know what I appreciated about this B plot?
0: Yeah, what? Uh, we
1: never get just Newt and Mina. Never.
0: No, but we did. We did! Yeah, yeah. It was, And it was nice to see them interact. Mina's really mean. Um... Yeah, we'll we'll mean. get to that scene in a moment. Uh... But if, if I were Newt, I would not, I would actively not hang out with her just one on one because, uh, Corey acts as that buffer, I guess. So um, She's here for Corey. <laughs> Weirdly, bizarrely,
1: inexplicably.
0: <laughs> so um, Corey and Mina give in to this idea, to Newt's alien idea, and that that's something that's picked up in a moment. Um, but before we see that, Corey in the next scene, he's alone at his locker struggling to get a straw in a juice box he doesn't know juice no he tries stabbing it uh different ways and then uh he, he tries biting it open yeah until uh that's when michelle wallace approaches and helps so she opens it up and of course Corey doesn't ask hey what are you doing in my school right but um i guess they just let people in whenever they want so it's her and her cameraman. Uh, she wants to talk to Corey about his business venture. So Corey knows that he shouldn't, but he can't resist. So he comes over. Um, Ren, what'd you, uh, what'd you think about the joke here where, um, they both laugh like hysterically and then perfectly stop at the same time to like go right into the interview? Uh,
1: this episode had a lot of good comedic timing in general.
0: Yes. And are you saying that this this was one of them? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I, I watched it. Um, and the first time I thought it was pretty funny. I was like, oh, that was some good timing. Um, and just, I don't know, it seemed like the actors enjoyed being with each other. I'm um, like, they were having fun. And that made me as a viewer have fun watching the scene. Yeah, um, so uh, Corey mentions the bobblehead is at home in his opportunity suit. Which his dad has taken away, um, and Corey does not know where it is. <laughs> One of the funniest uh, lines in the episode. <laughs> so, why did Victor, I mean, I guess we know why he took away the opportunity suit, but did Victor really think that that would stop Corey? It definitely discourage him. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure enough, right? So, Corey no longer has access to the bobblehead, Um because it's it's in that opportunity suit wherever it may be. I wonder where Victor hid it. Um in the there. Lincoln bedroom, find it. <laughs> it's it's in there. It's hanging up in the wardrobe. Um All right. So then uh the conversation kind of turns because Michelle asks, "Oh, Corey, do you ever run these business ideas by the president?" And she uh finds out Corey's like uh not really. And Michelle's like, Oh, okay. Never mind then. And she goes pretends to leave. And Corey, he does not want to throw away his, his opportunity to be on TV here. So he's like, Well, 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 hold on, hold on. Um Yeah, yeah. Uh we we talk about things. Like I give him advice. Uh and he said that last night, well he said I, I tell the president what to do sometimes. And he said last night I helped with a tiny little situation and cleared his head up. We don't even need to, like, yeah. Uh, the U.S. viewer never, I mean, they don't get to see this, but if they did, it would be very, very confusing to America. The and whole, would be... The living quite, situation
1: is already a red flag.
0: Well, because there's... What blows my mind, Ren, is that Cory never is like, oh, my dad's the chef. Like, there's never that reason as to why he's in the white house he's just inexplicably like you said this boy who lives in the white house and brings tea to the president sometimes and that's all that we know about him like it it, people have rightfully so have questions um and if they dig deeper they will find i'm sure uh some of the things that have been linked to Corey um as well like they will find that the same boy attacked uh a uh what like a prime minister and uh pretended to be a horse riding champ at a certain event um so if i were a conspiracy theorist in the cory in the house universe all things would be linked to cory um all right, so Corey tells Michelle that he tells the president what to do sometimes, and uh, Michelle says, oh, we got everything we need. Um, she says, let's bump the killer bee story for the Corey Baxter story. As Corey shouts, you bumped those bees? And the scene ends.
1: Um, <laughs> this one shouldn't be a journalist. Oh,
0: absolutely not. No. any. I mean, anyone who gets to ask the president of the United States a question and instead start shouting something at them about killer bees. Like, I don't know how they ended up there, but they, they should not.
1: It'd be there in perspective, how dystopian Corey in the house
0: America is that mm-hmm. that's, that's what's being shouted at the president. Um, so in this next scene, we open with Corey sitting on the couch we get about five seconds of a theme song <laughs> to a show called Kung Fu Cats. <laughs> My subtitles said Thundercats. So mine did as well, because I had the subtitles on as well, said Thundercats. I, but later on in the show. Yeah, it says, it says Kung they say Fu Kung Cats. Fu Cats. So it's possible it's two different shows, but I don't feel that the writers would do that because that means that they would have needed to come up with the name for two shows.
1: And Thundercats um, is a real
0: show. Yes, so it feels more like Kung Fu Cats uh, and is, is Kung Fu Cats maybe linked to something in That So Raven so this is like a little like Easter egg? So I actually remember Kung Fu Cats
1: as like a concept from Cory in the House, but I don't remember if it's also in That's So Raven
0: um, uh, Hold on I just feel like um, the Kung... Okay, okay. So there's there's an episode literally called The Kung Fu Cats Kid, I think. Oh. Um, so we'll be learning more about Kung Fu Cats. I'm curious um, if it's gonna be coming up soon or not because if it is then um, then maybe this was just them Like hinting at it, or again, maybe they didn't know if the episode would would air in what order. I don't know.
1: Uh, Um, According to this guy on Yahoo Answers, mm -hmm. Corey had a Kung Fu Cat's lunchbox (laughs) in That's So Raven.
0: Huh. So it. I I, either way, Corey (laughs) appears to be a big fan, because we see him sing along to the theme song here for five seconds, and then it ends and he does this really uncomfortable growl. <laughs> he like growls and he does that like a a pawing motion at the screen like um like he's imitating a lion and he's like like growl. growl. Um and then the like the rest of the scene happens it's completely unrelated to to everything else. Um it was very very odd. Um All right. So uh, next up on the TV is the news story that Corey's been waiting for. Um, uh, this news story shows a clip of Corey with a question mark on his head. So he supposedly don't know who it is uh, saying that he tells the president what to do. And so tonight, Michelle uh, will reveal who the advisor is. So who is this mysterious advisor? We're about to find out. Um, and then we get to the next scene and Corey is obviously stressed now. Cause he's like, Oh my gosh, uh, I did exactly what I was told not to do and it's going to backfire on me. And so he goes downstairs, uh, this next scene, he is chugging a water bottle really quickly and he tells himself to calm down. He's alone in the kitchen. And, uh, then president Martinez and Samantha Samuels stroll through the kitchen. So Corey goes and hides behind some like pots and pans uh, Ren, do you think these types of conversations should happen in the kitchen? I mean, where else? Well, you're <laughs> right. I mean, what, are they going to have the conversation in Victor's living room? Uh, no. This is his living room. Yeah, you're right, because they're they're pretty much connected. So, uh, they might as well just, like, go ahead and, and walk on over to the, the, like, the couch part. Or maybe go and go into Victor's bedroom, have the conversation. They can you know go probably to Corey's school and have the conversation these are all places that seem equally appropriate to have the conversation as the kitchen um so they the president he's like well the country needs to believe that the president is the one who makes decisions so whoever this is like if i find out that that they work for me they'll pack their bags
1: He's a bad a question. president. He can't figure yeah. anything out. Like, this is clearly <laughs> the local
0: high school. And it's quite obviously Cory Baxter. Yeah. But uh, it, it's confusing to him. Very perplexing. It could be anyone. Really could be anyone. And um, had my question for you is, had President Martinez found out about all of this and fired Victor, uh, would this have been the worst thing that Corey has done? Like, Corey actively getting his dad fired?
1: Hmm. I mean, it depends. Do you think Victor considers this a dream job? Like, <laughs> is he happy at this job?
0: Um. Because I don't get the vibe that he's entirely no. filled. No. I don't think that this is a dream job for Chef Victor. So maybe... I- it'd be a bluffing (laughs) in disguise yeah um maybe victor hoped taking away cory's opportunity suit would get cory fired up enough to really cause a ruckus (laughs) um and so the president uh finally acknowledges cory because cory like clangs a bunch of the pots and pans by accident and then um president's like oh thanks for the advice with the hot sauce uh he says my nasal passages are as free as this great nation awful good joke and then uh no that one's not good that one is not good because he says it and um so he leaves and then samantha samuels hears that she's like oh sounds like that was advice and Corey, were you maybe giving advice to the president that's when Corey says, coming, daddy. Um, but Victor didn't call. So he's just trying to get out of it, as he always is. Um, Corey admits he was flustered. Uh, talking about the hot sauce, make it seem like he was... Uh, so like he was talking about the hot sauce, but the quote is being made to seem like he's talking about the whole country. Um, and then Samantha asks Corey if he's a good at scheming, which really again shows that this episode should have been episode three where yeah. we have not yet exposed Samantha Samuels to Corey's scheming. We also get um,
1: Corey scheming in the name of good, which is important to establish early because this felt very, that's so Raven-esque.
0: Yeah, and th- that's an awesome point too because now this almost vindicates his schemes. Mm-hmm. Like he now, um, he feels like, Oh, this scheme worked out well for me. And maybe the, like my schemes moving forward will also work out for me. Um, so Corey's got to come up with a scheme to cover all this up. And that's when uh, we get our Mina and Newt scene where they are alone. Um, so Mina's doing the music video. Newt's filming it. Uh, they are both wearing green alien outfits. Uh, the alien outfits have big heads they have an antenna on the top uh, they have giant ears I need to offer a
1: correction about something I said last week oh go for it last week I said that Mina's vocals could be heard when she wasn't on stage it's because it's part of the backup track you can hear it in this episode right after she sings
0: oh so it's yeah so it's part of that um, the uh, shine bright like that backup yeah Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, so we get this song again. And they're now making the music video. Um, Mina believes that the idea is quote unquote straight up whack. And um, she. What I think is interesting is so she's very clearly against this idea. Yeah. And she waits until getting painted green and wearing a wacky outfit to say, like, hey, uh, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this
1: with you, Newt. What I find interesting is that Newt approaches Mina and Corey from a place of vulnerability, and Mina attacks him for it.
0: Yeah, like, Mina doesn't realize that this is... That Newt has already said that he doesn't feel like his ideas are listened to, that he's not (laughs) valued. He feels underappreciated. And so her response is to do this right is to now get all dressed up say she's gonna do it get in front of the camera and have an absolute meltdown um newt later refers to her in this scene as like uh i don't think i have the exact wording but says like that she's having like a star meltdown or something like that or like a star moment yeah um So she's like, I'm I'm not doing this. So she walks out, and then Newt says, Fine, I'm gonna make it myself. And um he it's a blue screen that has like a star background, and so he is on the camera, so he just it shows him using the camera, and obviously no one's in front of it, and then he's sad. And it made me sad.
1: I liked the dead silence, though. That was a good bit of comedy.
0: Yeah. Um and then uh, in the halls, Corey uh, gets lectured uh, by Mina about how she was looking for funk alone. So Mina's upset that Corey was not doing that. And then Corey's like, oh, like, yeah, I was dealing with my own funk. Um, oh, I did. Raise. So the wording is Newt then comes over to Corey and Mina. Uh, Newt and Mina are still in their alien outfits. And Newt says that Mina is pulling a star trip. That's the wording. Um, And that's when Newt has his idea. He says, a bigger story could bump Corey's story. Now, this is interesting to me and brings up a good point. I I don't know how many of Corey's schemes start from Newt's ideas, in which case they often do take Newt's ideas, but Corey just never gives him credit. Okay. New kid in town. Is Cory
1: mm-hmm. crashes the banquet and rides the bull or the horse, the pony? Yep,
0: yeah, that's all Cory.
1: Uh, ain't Miss Bahavian? Cory and Newt poses as, as a waiters. Yep,
0: yeah, which uh, that's kind of Newt because Newt gives them the info, the like bad info.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh, um, Cory versus Stickler at the purple yeah, officer. that's all cory uh Corey betraying sophie and we built this kitty on rock and roll
0: yeah uh that's all cory <laughs> okay I, I get i yeah. get the point yeah i get the point so most of it really is just cory i was thinking maybe there was more instances like this um it's just this one all right and then um all right so cory gets an idea Oh, and, and there's a, there's a Bahavia joke in here. Um, Mina, so in response to saying the story needs to be bumped, Mina says, yes, a, a big story in Bahavia would be a low speed yak chase. Right. So that's kind of like throwaway. But then Newt, um, Corey, Corey's like, hey, like this could work. And then Newt has, Newt's like, oh yeah, I can, uh, I have access to a yak, but I can't guarantee it's slow. And I just thought it was good. Like that newt. Also, oh, how does a newt have access to a yak?
1: His parents can get him anything he wants.
0: Mm-hmm. Mommy and daddy, I want a yak. Sure enough. She was up in his little band room. Um, and Mina's like, oh, well, anything to get out of this outfit. And then Corey's like, oh, you're not getting out of that outfit. And then we get to our kind of like climactic scene of the episode. Um. Michelle Wallace is practicing in the press room for her like big reveal uh, that it's Corey. Um, how often does this happen? Just, do people report live from inside the White House press room? Often? Uh, I mean, like by themselves? Michelle Wallace's personality,
1: we could assume that she's just doing it because she wants to. Yes. She's taking um, advantage
0: of the open door policy. <laughs> So she's in there practicing, and that's when she overhears Samantha and Corey arguing in the hall. And this is the scene that I mentioned earlier, where Corey is randomly wearing his badge from the opportunity suit—just his badge, nothing else. From maybe the opportunity he wore it so Michelle Wallace would recognize him. Would recognize or wouldn't? Would. Oh, because but she saw him in school, and he wasn't wearing the badge then.
1: Good point. Good point,
0: Bryce. Yeah. So maybe it's, um, the only thing that I, that I have is if he, uh, this could be a new thing where if he's upstairs, he needs to be wearing this badge.
1: The upstairs policy.
0: Yeah. So like, if he goes upstairs and he doesn't have it and he gets stopped, like he might be thrown out. But if he, he's like, Oh, and like I have a badge and they're like, you're not wearing it. They throw him out. But then if he is wearing it, it's fine. He's supposed to be here. Don't know. Um all right. So Corey says to Samantha, they're overacting here, but um Michelle doesn't catch on. Um Corey's like, oh, the reporter tricked me. And Samantha's like, well, we have a bigger story than that, and it's gonna change life as we know it. Uh Corey says, I like life as we know it, and Samantha says, I know it. Uh, thought it was a little funny bit. Uh, And then that's when the general comes to deliver an important tape. uh, And the general is none other than Victor uh, playing the role of the general. So Victor and Samantha, two adults, believe that the solution to this problem is to dress up and uh, fool Michelle Wallace, pretty much. Um, They didn't think through a name for Victor's character before any of this so when he comes samantha addresses him as general store i thought it was funny i actually thought
1: that i actually thought general store worked as a name
0: yeah because it's not like um i don't love the trope of uh when people just look at things around them they're like oh general flower because she sees a flower like there's no real joke there but this this worked um All right, and then uh, she Samantha Samuels says her what I believe is her catchphrase, which is spit it out, man. I feel like I've heard her say that a few times. That sounds funny. Um, and then he says that he has an actual video of actual aliens actually visiting Earth. Um, and Victor's like, Oh, like maybe Oprah will take this, and then that's when Michelle comes out of her press room, she grabs it, the, the tape, runs back in and then puts a chair in front of the door and they're like, oh, like you're not famous enough to run that tape. Um, all right, and then she plays the video. Random, the video itself, like for a, an episode that's been kind of fun and like light, I felt like this this whole bit was just kind of drawn out. It's not super fun. Um, yeah, but it's yeah. I mean, it's the song. It's
1: the song again. It's the song we've heard before. It's just another music bit.
0: Yeah, yep. Yeah. So uh, she turns it on the the video. She tells all of America. So she gets rid of the Corey story. She throws out that tape. She's like, "All right, I'm watching this with you all for the first time live. Reports of actual aliens on Earth. Uh, this must be the mothership." Uh, And then she says, uh, this must be some kind of light beam or laser. Um, She just says it funny. And um, then Alien, Newton, Mina uh, teleport to the ground. They look around. The music begins. They start doing the robot choreographed dance number. The song starts. Um, And then Michelle gets fired live on air. And it cuts to Kung Fu Cats. That's that, right? I mean, no, like, there's no real like gag in it, other than just like it's funny that they tricked her, I guess. But it's not, not really funny, not really. Yeah, uh, there isn't like a big moment in this episode either. But I I was kind of okay with it. Uh, It was just like a scene that needed to happen to complete the story. Um. All right, and then Corey is downstairs with Victor, Samantha, Mina, Newt. They're kind of celebrating. Corey apologizes to Samantha for shooting his mouth off. Samantha says that she's impressed by the scheme. Corey says, you know how I do. So, like, just going through the motions. Um, And we get the, like, the lesson in a single line this episode, which doesn't happen as often, but We've gotten it a few times in Cory in the House. The like single line that sums up the lesson for the episode.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, this one is, next time you want to have your moment in the sun, remember how easy it is to get burned. It's like your fortune cookie message. Um, and that's that, right? And then um, we get our, our little end bit with um, we are in the kitchen. The president's in there. And a guy in camouflage, uh, wearing just camouflage, walks in. And he is actively looking for his general outfit because he's missing his uniform. The president's like, oh, like, why are you missing that? Uh, and then the uh, president sees Corey, And Cory sees the guy looking for the, the uniform. And uh, that that's pretty much it yeah anything kind of fizzles out, huh? Yeah, it was uh, I, I didn't like the introduction of this random soldier. This is
1: weird. Uh, I, I don't yeah. think Victor's soldier uniform needed an explanation.
0: It didn't. no, no one was watching that scene and was like, oh where did that, where did Victor get that? Um, and I also now wonder. Like, how this guy, if he lost his uniform, like, how is he getting through the White House? Because Cory needs a badge just to walk around upstairs. But this guy can go wherever he wants in camo, and he's fine. Um, yeah. It does kind of just fizzle out. And that's, uh... That is episode 10. Beat the press. Uh, fun episode. Like, overall. I agree. The ending was the only yeah. part I didn't like. No. It's like, the episode had done enough at that point, like, it had earned enough goodwill with me that I didn't, so long as the episode didn't completely fall flat in the end, I I, I didn't need a big ending. Um, And I also, I like that the storylines kind of just, like, all mesh together in a way that felt natural. Mm-hmm, I agree. Where it's like, oh, of course the Newton Mina salute, like, story is gonna be kind of, like, resolved with being part of Corey's scheme and like new feels like his idea was worth something. Like everything comes together really well. So, um, I'd say that was kind of my rose is just like how those two things came together. Did you have like a rose that you, that you really liked in the episode?
1: I was actually a fan of Corey this episode. I thought he had a lot of funny lines. I thought Mm -hmm. Kyle Massey was funnier than usual. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, Wish this was the third. If this was the third episode, (laughs) it would have been much nicer to him.
0: Yes, um, then then we have been. I agree. It, like I said, with the scene that he had with Michelle Wallace, it seemed like they were genuinely having fun. In fact, this whole episode, I I would say the whole cast even, um, seemed like they were just enjoying themselves and were happy to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, my bud. Something I would like to see more of. Probably. Hmm. I mean, I've said it time and time again. uh, And this is an episode where we got it. Like uh, the stakes, right? I mean, the stakes never felt too high because you knew that that story wasn't going to run. Or even if it did, it wasn't going to be disastrous. Um, But like this was a storyline that could only happen in the sense of a show, like in the setting of a show about someone living in the White House. Right? So this this felt like Cory in the House. Felt like what they were going for. And I, it makes sense for the third episode. Yeah. Um, anything My that bud, you would I'd like say, to see more of?
1: I really liked Newt this episode. I know he's been the butt a few times yeah. for both of us. But I, I don't know, it feels like the writers know what to do with Newt better than they do anyone else.
0: Yes. Yeah, and um, it also, in terms of growth, like character growth, it feels like he is someone, even though this episode was um, out of order, someone who we've seen grow and has been given the opportunity to grow. I agree. Um, Mina being the other like sidekick, she grows and then she falls back right so it's like that that growth isn't as noticeable as it is with newt uh worst part of the episode i think you and i are in agreement with it that like the ending
1: i think we're in agreement there that either that or president martinez
0: yeah, I mean he was we'll we'll get to him in a second because we haven't gotten to give given him an approval rating for a while. That's true. Um but boy is it coming and it's coming hard. Um yeah, let's just dive into that then. What would you rate the president percentage wise? What was he at last week? Uh so we didn't do it last week because he was, yeah, was he non existent. Last time we had him, I want to say it was uh, tw- either like 25 or 30. He was low. Okay. I'm going to... Hmm.
1: So we had a live press conference. That's pretty much all the, like, the American people saw. But it was a pretty bad press conference. He was clearly sick. He was fumbling his answers. He got grilled by a reporter who realistically should, should have been vetted to the point of not being allowed in there. Uh, Mm -hmm. There was the Corey debacle, the tea, the fact that Corey was interviewed. We had the president (laughs) controversy with someone potentially leaking information from the White House. And even if Michelle Wallace's uh, video ended up being the aliens, people are still going to latch on to the fact that what was the insider leak? What was that?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So I'm saying it's obviously
0: in a high school.
1: Yeah, obviously (laughs) in a high school. I'm saying mm-hmm. Martinez is down to a 20.
0: Yeah. I feel like he's he's rocking that 20 as well. I think the American people are very upset with him as their president. He has that tickle in his throat that he denies as being an intense cough. Um, he, yeah, him, him completely uh, failing at answering the question about potential killer bees. Like, that's a lowball question, dude. No, no, there are not killer bees. Yes, we are prepared. Easy. Done. But instead, he flounders it. Uh, I, I completely agree with the 20% Ren. He's abysmal. Yeah. Um, and overall episode rating, what would you give it? I'm going to give it a six and a
1: half. I liked it. The ending brought it down for me a little bit, but overall, one of the better Corey in the House episodes.
0: Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was fun. Um, it brought a lot of the cast together in a yeah. way that we don't normally see. I wish that the show had managed in a way to bring the president in the loop about it, because he's kind of always in, in the dark about this, about the scheme. Yeah. Um, not like it's very presidential for him to be part of it, but we but see him earlier.
1: The story.
0: Yes, exactly. Kind of like Makes him feel disconnected and then just makes him the, the butt of the joke really at the end. Um, so I I'd, I'd give the episode a seven um, mm-hmm. just because it's so nice to get to see so many of them. There's no Sophie. You and I haven't noted that. There was no yeah, Sophie, no. but I wasn't missing her. I was fine without her. Didn't need her. um Okay. And then otherwise, anything else that you have to say? about beat the press um i have some reviews to read from tv.com yes
1: yes bring them i have have three reviews to read one of them is an Mm -hmm. 8.5 the other the next is a 9.5 the last one is a 10 out of 10 wow okay so some
0: high reviews
1: this is the first one by vg freak eight uh title this was pretty good when the president is mm-hmm. sick, Corey helps him feel better. He is interviewed by a news person, <laughs> something that the news person twist. They make it sound like he is really the one pulling the strings and that he controls the president. Corey panics. Corey, Newt, and Mina want to make a music video. Newt has an idea for it. They should be aliens. Corey tries to stop the story about him to air. They take the alien music video and make it sound like a big deal, so the news people play that instead of Corey's story. This episode was pretty good. Way better than some of the episodes. I hated that Michelle woman. This episode gets an 8.5 for me. <laughs> so it sounds like someone else was doing a, a rewatch. <laughs> uh, that was from December 19th, 2007. Great. This episode aired March 23rd, 2007. All right. This next one is the 9.5 review from March 24th. <clears throat> the title is Corey gets tricked by a top reporter in a big news story about him and the president is going to air on national television. Meanwhile, Mina and Newt try to make a music video for one of their songs. Here's the description. This episode is the greatest Corey in the House episode by far. I liked how they used oh. the laugh track. They didn't overdo it like they usually do. <laughs> More importantly, the script was very well written. I laughed out loud many times. It was an awesome episode. The main plot was very funny with the reporter. The part with Mina and Newt was also very interesting. I liked how they tied the plots together at the end of it. The president was very funny. I liked it when Corey gave him the soup to heal his cough. There was also many references to That's So Raven in this episode. Kung Fu Cats, the soup with hot sauce. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Overall, this is the best episode of Corey in the House.
0: Um, right. So t- two thoughts Two thoughts from that one The yeah. first thought is should we, should we be tracking How well they space out the laugh tracks Because that's something that That, that uh, viewer noted It's something I've never observed That would be interesting And then uh, the second thing is is Like you said at the end um, Interesting that there's Those tie-ins with That's a Raven mm-hmm. I just I think, think that's interesting Alright All right, what's the last one 10 out of 10 Title funny The president comes
1: down with cold during a press conference. When he gets back to the White House, he goes to the kitchen to get something for his cold. Corey gives him something that takes care of his cold. A tabloid news reporter, Michelle Williams, (laughs) asks Corey some questions about the White House while he was at school. (laughs) The interview, Corey watches the news and sees the reporter making something up about the interview and making it look like a scandal. It's a great episode. It's really funny. The writers made a really funny episode. It made me laugh. The jokes were good. So I did not flub up. They wrote Michelle Williams. (laughs) Michelle Williams. Good. So someone
0: someone else is with me. Um, I feel like that that viewer is going to hurt you if you say that it's not funny. They felt very intense at the end. I agree. Um, Like no, it was a funny episode. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Really good stuff. I love those reviews. I like knowing that someone else has watched this episode other than just you and me. Me too. Because um, it makes it feel a little bit more real yeah. um, in, instead of just us us watching it in a complete vacuum. Uh, so, uh, looking ahead, Ren. Next week, we have an episode called Mall of Confusion. So, um, I This is the only episode of Cory in the House that I have ever had any recollection of. Really? And yes, I am excited to to watch it. I remember the basic plot of it. And I don't know if it is as funny as I remember it being. Yeah. Because um, I've probably seen the good majority of these episodes. Yeah. But um, none of them have stuck with me. None of them have even felt familiar. But this... Um, next week's episode i can already already tell you some pretty basic things about it so i'm i'm excited to say the least but all right um and then otherwise uh you good i'm good awesome uh, so, thank you uh, to those who listened to this episode of Bryce and Ren and Corey in the House. Uh, you can go ahead and like our page on Facebook. Oh, Ren. So, I shared a soundbite from our uh, podcast last week on Facebook, uh-huh. and it got uh, like 87 people uh, listened to it, at least three seconds of it. So, not bad. I mean, we're kind of famous. We're kind be of famous. I know. I mean that. So the and the podcast itself is still uh, maintaining. It's pretty steady and consistent. Uh, listener rate of about twelve to thirteen people per episode. So, you know those twelve to thirteen people who are making it through. Uh, God bless our disciples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we? When should we do merch? End of season one. End of season. So yeah. So. Um, definitely i agree so when we get to the end of of talking do season one we'll release some merch um and then maybe do like a season one overall review or something like that but all right Ren, it's been real it's been great and i will go ahead and end this now thank you to those who uh who listened and i hope you have a good rest of your day all right take Take care, care everyone bye and Randy and Burns and electric guitar.